Hello and welcome to the Winning in Work podcast, the career podcast dedicated to making work great again. I'm Nikki Thomas, global career coach, speaker and author. Each week I'll be talking to inspirational, motivational career innovators, motivational coaches and life transformers. Those that are at the top of their game and they love their jobs. To find out their routines, their daily beliefs and how they have achieved success, sometimes against all the odds. Winning in Work is all about helping you achieve your life and career goals and helping you unlock your true potential. Whether you want to find success in your career, find the right career for you, or just enjoy your work again. The Winning in Work podcast is here to prove that your future is whatever you create for yourself. I truly believe that no one should be in a job they hate. And with this podcast, I want to prove to you that you don't have to be. I'm Nikki Thomas, podcast host for Winning in Work, and today I'm really, really happy to introduce to you all um, Mark Pitcher. He is a good friend of mine, a reinvention coach, and he's all about finding purpose. So he is all about changing the world by helping and inspiring people. He's had 30 years in business, 15 years in a tech startup. I mean, I didn't even know tech startups were going on 15 years ago. And he was always yearning for something more. So I met Mark on the beginning of our coaching journey. And I'd love to go and share his story with you because I know that it is going to be so motivational for you, so inspirational. So Mark, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you. It's great to be here. And I suppose, tell us a bit about yourself. Tell us, uh, the listeners, what is finding purpose to you? What is finding purpose to me? It really is great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Finding purpose for me is all about finding what lights you up. Mm-hmm. So you can call it what you will, you know, <clears throat> having all your boxes ticked. But those moments that you find in life where you think, yeah, this is me. You're in your element, you're in flow, mm. you, and you, you find that, you know, whatever you're doing, it lights you up. And I think it's very different from, that that's very different from happiness, which comes and goes. Mm. It's deeper. It's, uh, it's just a feeling that you are really connected to something greater than you. Yeah. So how did you get to this? You know, I can't imagine that, you know, from day one, I'd love to think, because I've known you for, for a while now, but that you just skipped into the world and just, <laughs> this is how you've always felt. But I imagine there's more there. <laughs> like, a, I'd like to come buy some purpose, please. <laughs> um, yeah, how did I get there? So I'll give you the short version. So, and, you know, thank you for that introduction. So I was, uh, I was many years in business, as you said, and that, that tech startup, which... Yeah, it started as a as a startup, and um, we grew it, and it was you know, so it was five when we started, and mm. five hundred people when I stepped out of that business. A big, you know, it was a success story, and and I guess if I go back uh, ten years, even less, you know, ten seven eight years, I represented to the outside world what a lot of people in a in in Western capitalist democracy would you'd call a success. You know, I was doing well in business, I'd made money from business, I was having nice holidays and, you know, lived in a nice house and, and life was pretty good. I was starting, you know, and this is probably now sort of in my late 40s, starting to think, right, there's another chapter in me, what is it? Started off as a bit of an itch. Mm. The bigger our company became, I started to bump up against it a little bit, you know, um, respect, you know, the world of 
business and finance and private equity and all the rest of it. But I started to think maybe my future lay elsewhere and, and it was always going to be related to people. Mm. And I had this very vague, I guess what the early days of my purpose really, which started off as I just want to help people and make an impact, which is pretty vague. And I was mentoring people, you know, ad hoc without really calling it mentoring, but I, I guess really it's what I was doing. Very, very sadly um, and tragically, uh, in July 2016, I lost my eldest son, Charlie, to, to suicide. And that was, you know, a, a, a defining blue light moment in my life where everything just stopped. Everything that I'd been aiming for up until that point became almost meaningless and, and it was a pretty dark place. And that really was, and I say that for really, uh, you know, the reason I mentioned that is A, it's part of my story, it's my truth. But when I came out of that period, I just thought, right, okay, I've got a choice to make here. Uh, mm. What's it all about? And I thought, I want to be a beacon for, it's not what happens to you, it's how you react to what's happened to you. And I chose, I found my purpose really I found coaching, which is mm. where, how you and I met. Yeah. I'd actually found coaching shortly before, and coaching became a vehicle, the first vehicle for really for manifesting my purpose, which is to light a spark in people so they can make their mark on the world and to help them. And if for anybody out there that is stuck and wants to somehow reinvent, then to help them do that. And off I went, and I found coaching, and then I found speaking, and I was just using these as, as vehicles, really, to... to mm. But it, was, it really was that moment that acted as the, as the catalyst. I probably would have done it anyway, but it would have been very protracted and drawn out. And, but that acted mm. as the catalyst. You know, so Charlie... So I, th- I thank Charlie for that, really, yeah. I mean, it's... I mean, such a sad story. And as you say, I think the perfect word is tragic. But from that moment... What was it? I mean, you said that was sort of the turning point. That's when you went down the route of coaching. But there are people that sit in their jobs day after day and maybe they're not too happy and they just keep with the status quo because that's what they know. And I mean, that was a huge jolt that that changed your, has now changed your life, has changed the direction and the path. But I suppose without having that, do you think you would ever have changed your path? I think I would. And I, it might sound a strange thing to say I thank Charlie. I mean, I think he's given me a, a gift in that sense. But I, I think I would, but I think it would have been quite drawn out. So my, my plan at the time, before, uh, I always talk sort of before and after, yeah. Charlie, you know, um, before was, I was thinking, oh yeah, coaching. Yeah, maybe I could be a coach. Yeah, maybe that would be, you know, and I was thinking, uh, I'd started a business on the side. I thought, yeah, this could be the future, you know, gradually get there, you know, mm. jump when it's safe you know, put up with the corporate machine for another five years type thing. Mm. What some people call golden handcuffs a little bit, maybe. Yeah. And I had many more reasons to stay doing that than to, to jump. But uh, as I said, it was a catalyst. So it acted as a catalyst. I burnt the boats. I gave it all back. I quit. And it literally was like left on Friday. Monday was me, dining room table, some books. <laughs> <laughs> and a ton of life experience. And, um, and so... Yes is the short answer, but I think it's been a hell of a journey. And what I've found is that, so for people in the workplace, and I'm thinking of your audience and people listening to this podcast, and I see what you're doing, which is amazing in such a short space of time. I think for me, purpose is, you know, on a personal level, think about, go back through your life, 
think about those moments when you felt most alive. It could be when you were seven, it could be when you were 23, and get underneath what was going on there. What were you doing? What kind mm. of activity was it? Who was around? What feeling did you get? What was it about that situation that made you feel that way? And try and join the dots and find themes. And there'll be themes there and there'll be consistent words that keep coming up. And if you're not sure, and if that's hard, you know, find three or four people in your life that you trust and respect and ask them what they think you're really good at and what they think, you know, and look for mm. themes there. And you'll either get it back and go, it is just confirmation of what you really secretly thought or you might surprise yourself. But this will help you, I think, find that thing. In the workplace, obviously, if you work for somebody else, that business will have its own purpose and mission, vision, values, which you mm. can't always choose. But it's finding the part of that that resonates with you the most. And this is where I think in the workplace that teams, teams play a big yeah. part. I think the dot, that, so if you're connecting the dots between the individual and the business purpose, the team that they are in, maybe the manager, a team I think can have its own purpose within a greater purpose. So it might be that the, you know, the, the company has this big grand purpose to do something and the team are going, right, as long as it's not in conflict with it, we subscribe to that and this is how, this is our own mini yeah. purpose. And if you can get people on board with that and you can go a long way. And if the individual can then marry their own individual purpose with that of the team and the bigger business, and in smaller businesses, maybe it's just the business itself, you know, mm. but I think when you can find the connection between the individual purpose and the business or the team, that's when the magic happens. That's exactly it. I think there are so many times when people say, I don't know why I'm at this job. I don't know why I'm doing this. And the biggest part of that is because you haven't identified how your values are linked with your company's values. And yeah. if they aren't, then you're in the wrong place. Yeah. And it's that you've always got to remember you're not a worker bee. You are your own person and you've got to hold that and who you are in your company. You can't pretend to be something that you're not. Yeah. Um, yeah, I 100% agree with you on that one. I suppose just stepping back to, you know, as you tell your story, I suppose the other thing that I have to ask you is... How do you just move on when things are really, really tough? I think there's no one way, which is why I like coaching models, whether it's from coaching or NLP, if people know what that is, neuro-linguistic programming, but, or anything really. How do you move on? I, if you put me on the spot, perspective. Mm. Perspective. I always you know, get very basic and binary on this and say, you know, if you're listening to this podcast right now with me and you, then you've already won. You're here, you're alive. Mm. <laughs> so let's yeah. get really basic. <laughs> you're alive, you're breathing. Have you got your health? Whoa, bonus. You know, have you got people that love you? Whoa, triple bonus. So start there with a bit of gratitude and get perspective on, you know, we live in a Western democracy. We have freedom of choice. There's a lot we can do. There's, you know, we're living longer and longer. I'm 52, I'm in my head, I'm halfway through. Mm. So you've got so much time. People put pressure on themselves and they put pressure on, and by the way, you know, people who are thinking of quitting their job for whatever reason, put massive pressure on their next move. And yep. I'm like, and so often over the years, I see people make a move and it doesn't work out. And then it's the next move after that that's the right one. But they needed to make the first step to get to the second, you know, it's like a relationship I think you make one decision that you don't want to be in this place relationship and it's yes. a separate decision where you go. 
And I think people get that confused. And the reason I talk about purpose so much is I think it starts with an, an inward decision, which is you, you alluded to earlier. So, you know, I'm a project manager in my job. I'm bored, you know, disaffected for whatever reason, disillusioned. What do most people do? They go and look at other similar project manager jobs with more money, better features. Today. And then two years later, they're like, oh, same shit. Yeah. Can I, can I tell? <laughs> um, when actually... If you go inward first and go, what lights me up? What kind of things? You know, what kind of fear? You end up with this sort of purpose, way of life, life statement. I call it a life statement. So for me, you know, I need to find things that, you know, I want to light a spark in people in a way that they can make their mark on the world mm. in whatever way they want. Not everybody does. But if you do, and then I, so then for me, I'm like, okay, well, how, do, how am I going to do that? So what is, you know, what job am I going to do? And then for me... It was a zigzag between, well, actually, you know, and pe again, people put pressure on themselves. Is it coaching? Is it coaching? And I went into, if you treat it as an experiment, um, mm. and I thought, I'm going to give this coaching thing a go. That sounds quite interesting. And then that puts you in a different zone with different people. And I met, yeah. like, I met <laughs> you there. And here we are. Look what happens. Yeah. Three years on. And, <laughs> and then you'll meet someone there that will go, I'm going over here. Do you want to go over here? You know, to this speaker's academy. Oh, yeah, that looks interesting. Yeah. And then I realized, so back to the point of purpose, to tick my own box and to light myself up, I need to be doing all of those three things, speaking, coaching, workshops, that's mm. for me. So if I'm having a day, and I now throw podcasting into that, you know, if I'm having a day where I'm speaking to an audience, coaching someone, running a workshop, or if I'm having a week rather, and doing a podcast all in that week, I'm lit up. You yeah. Know? But I had to go stop and go in to myself to find that first. Yeah. It's brilliant. Don't know what was the question again. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that it's answered. It's yeah. definitely answered. Yeah. To those of you that don't know about Mark's work, one of the things I just want to highlight is that Mark also can help you walk over coals, um, <laughs> uh, and I think it was glass as well. So things that really do, I guess push you out of your comfort zone, really push through any mental blocks that you have and, you know, as you said earlier, it's not about what you do, it's what happens to you, it's about how you react to it. And mm. I think that even things such as learning to walk over hot coals, you your brain works in an amazing way because then you feel that you are invincible and you can do anything. And you've gone from coaching to, as you say, the Speakers Academy to learning I don't know what the actual word for it is, but teaching people to do sort of things that you would almost think impossible feats. Fire walking. Yeah. Fire walking, exactly. Yeah. And I think one of the things that is one of the things that obviously I knew you from, I say from the beginning, not at all, but from, you know, the beginning of our coaching journey on to where we are now. And it's just grown. So the fire walking, it's something that I haven't done. It's on my list of things to do. Mm. What is it exactly that, that happens in your mind to get you from something that thinks that you can't, you know, we've all been there where we've just gone, I just can't do it. Yeah. To then be able to push yourself into going, yeah, I'm just going to do it. I watch people at the end and I'm just think, what, what happened in that space of time? Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's a great question. I think, um, so I, I went to a Tony Robbins event in 2018, mm. which was a birthday present. It was a 50th birthday present from my wife and my friends. And had did the firewalk experience and immediately was like I, 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 I'm I doing this mm. that was I want you know I need, I wanted A I felt elated and B I thought I want to do I want other people to have this feeling 
that I've just had experienced yeah. or am experiencing. And I guess there's two parts to that answer. So one is, and I touched on earlier, so with you know NLP, neurolinguistic programming, which is something else I trained in, I always come back to intent. How do you want to use these tools? NLP sometimes gets a bad press because you can use it in a number of different ways. People use mm. it in sales to manipulate, influence, you know, marketing. And I say that without any judgment, that's fine, but the brain is incredibly powerful and we all have a story that we're telling ourselves, you know, I can't do this, I'm not that kind of person, Uh, I would never do it. And quite often, so many times in life, it's the idea of doing something that is actually worse Mm. than the event. So you think in a business context, you know, you're thinking, oh, that, that meeting you're dreading, that call you're dreading, that that presentation you're dreading and that can eat you up with stress for quite a period of time. And then you do it and you think, oh, that was all right. What was I worried about? Um, or it went much better than I thought. So we build these things up in our mind and we have an idea of what we think it's going to be like. So with the firewalking, uh, it was second part of the answer, I guess. Um, so that's how it's relevant. That's what I, so I like to anchor learnings and exercises to an event mm. because then there's an association so then the next time somebody, you know, so imagine you're running a workshop and you're talking about limiting beliefs or smashing, overcoming fears and confidence. And then you do an event like that, whether it's a fire walk or walking over broken yeah. glass or breaking a board. There's an association there that you can anchor in someone's mind. That, so, so next time you get a challenge like that, think of what you just did there. And that's a very powerful thing. And mm. it can work for people. I mean, in, in terms of the practicalities, there's a little bit of physics. There's a technique and it requires absolute focus. Absolute focus. And there's nothing like a bit of fire. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) To focus your mind. And, you know, somebody might do it and go, yeah, it was all right. (laughs) And it might be everyone's cup of tea, but I found it hugely powerful for a lot of people. Mm. And, you know, it's something that I've, all these things we're talking about, I've incorporated into my workshop. It's fantastic. Mm. Yeah, it's something I've always wanted to do. I'm still, and that's, as you say, build it up in your mind. I'm petrified of it. The idea of it, I've always wanted to do it. And at the same time, have real fear about it but then yeah. that's what holds you back so much in but, life. yeah and it doesn't surprise me and you know I've got friends that say the same by the way here is that you're going in a very short period of time from like oh my god oh my god I can't believe I'm doing this within seconds to like wow mm. it's like for anybody that you know likes football you know you suddenly your team scores a wonder goal from nowhere and you're, you're elated and it's, it's a huge yeah. surge of adrenaline and it's really powerful. You might call it high if you like, but it's, um, it's memorable. And, you know, it's one of those kind of like, could be a bucket list thing for somebody, yeah. you know. I mean, I did it. So I, the, the, my strength of feeling was so much, I did it and immediately signed up my mum, who's 78. Love it. And my wife for it. And they, because they were saying to me, so what was it like? What was it like? And I said, I've signed you up for it. Go and do it. <laughs> and then we'll talk about it. Because it's one of those, like, you just got to do it. Yeah. It's yeah. on my list. It's definitely <laughs> something I want to do. It's yeah. amazing. Come along. One of the other things, obviously, given the career you've been on, the career journey you've been on, and actually it just feels like you're just beginning, is that you are a devoted dad. One of the first things I think I'm when I remember meeting you uh, a few years ago was actually your love for your children and the love for your wife. It's actually a really, really beautiful sort of family. And this is through, you know, the way that you speak. It's really heartwarming. It's lovely. It couldn't have been easy to move from to starting a startup and build it to where it went to and when you left. How did you juggle it all? How did you be 
you know, the best dad you can be and at the same time work as hard as you do? Because as you say, you were working in a very successful business for all, you know, the outside sense of purposes. You mm. were living the dream. Yeah, with great difficulty. Mm. And I'm not going to sit here and say, this is how you do it. <laughs> yeah, I made lots of mistakes. So I'm second time married. I, you know, mm. I got, I'm blessed with, so Charlie's what was, is, is one of four children. Mm. I also, I, people always, it's always a weird question for me these days, because how many children do you have? Um, <laughs> I remember the first, uh, and I always have four. I lost one, you know, rather than, I can't say three. It's just weird for me. Um, it wouldn't be right. It wouldn't be right. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, I'm second time married. Um, three of my children from my first marriage. That marriage did not survive that startup business mm. story. That's not really related to the stress. <laughs> Partly related to the stress. I think it's mm. it's not probably hugely relevant for the podcast. I mean, in terms of the context of balance. I mean, did I get the balance right? No. And that um, it's very, very hard to be in a high pressure environment, particularly when you're growing a business and be a, you know, a perfect family guy. Mm. But, you know, it, it was what it was. I'm now, I mean, I'm married, my wife and I currently, we're, we're married 10 years this year. Um, Congratulations. We, and we have a little, yeah, thank you. We have a little boy, Geordie, and uh, I've got Joe and Fred, who are my now 16 and 18 year old. And we, you know, this whole life experience has sort of bonded us together. It shifted my perspective again on lots of things. So mm. I... When I look at it now, I'm probably busier than ever, but I've got more energy now than I ever had. So I do things like the school run in the morning. And mm. I, I didn't do that enough. So I think those things are important and balance as much as you can mm. is really important. I think roles have changed, male, female, over yeah, the years. massively. Quite rightly. And it's just a, I put more focus on that, more appreciation of family and and i mean my wife i mean i couldn't do any of this without I mean, so me sort of literally quitting and saying right I'm, you know yeah. do you remember that plan we had you know what we're going to do with that you know all those shares well that's you know if that's off the table how would you feel about that and she backed me you know mm. and i'll be forever grateful to her for that and she continues to support me both you know emotionally and i i think it's um and being really real about it you know with what happened in in my life you know the statistics for marriages and families staying together in the advent in the aftermath of, mm. a, of a family bereavement like this a child bereavement don't make great reading so I, I think the short answer is I work much harder at it these days and I will never be the coach that makes the most money because you know if you want to meet me at half eight in the morning in London that's going to generally be very difficult because yep. I want to do this you know and of course I'm running a business and there's exceptions and you'd but generally I managed to stick to that and because it's it's so precious, you know, it's so precious. Mm. And I, but I think the answer, you know, I would never preach to anybody, and and it's just finding your own rhythm. I, I guess what I would say finally on this, um, and I'm conscious of your time on the podcast, mm. is when it comes to setting goals, we often set goals for our career and yeah. achievement related goals, and it doesn't always occur to us to set goals for friends and family and energy. And it was a bit of that was a bit of a, a light bulb moment for me. It was actually a mentor of mine who, who encouraged me to sort of literally draw three columns and go right. What are your energy goals for the, this year? What are your friends and family? And it hadn't occurred to me to set a goal. But friends and family is just mm. like what happened when I wasn't working. And actually, that was a revelation. So it gave me a balance and that made sure that I fit 
that family life in and around whatever else I'm doing. The life of an entrepreneur is very different from mm. a sort of a PAY employee, but it's, um, yeah. I really, really like that, actually, making time, because I think that is actually it, is that... And we do this in our in our in all kinds of relationships. But we, even if we're not, we don't have children. I know that I'm conscious of it. That sort of work comes first, and then everything else has to fit in and try and fit in somewhere around it. And you know, and there's so many times where you skip the gym because you oh I don't have time for that because I've got all this other stuff going on. And it's all just about priority. And it's about remembering, you know, what your priorities are. I really really like that the idea of making time. Yeah, absolutely. And and I did that for years. I, I would cancel doctor's appointments, dentist appointments, mm. gym appointments, because, you know, the business was important. And at some point, there's a price you pay for that if you're not careful. And some people pay the ultimate price for that. And, and I think creating bright lines in business, bright lines. So unless you're in the emergency services or you're on call or you're in a particular role where, you know, the rules of the game mean that you have to be there at these times... I think you can create bright, and there's a lot of talk about mental health at the moment, quite, again, quite rightly, mental health first aid, creating those bright lines of like, you know, how do you start your day? What are your rituals? And when am I going to start looking at email? And when am I going to be available? And wh mm. what am I going to, you know, you're having what I call your little holy sanctum, uh, no religious connotation here, of, of time or rituals that is you that sets you up for your day, you know, is, yeah. a, is a really important yeah. Yeah. It's putting yourself first. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you're right. We're coming to the end of the podcast. But I guess the last thing I want to ask you is what does winning in work mean to you? Winning in work. Mm. I think uh, I always say to people, you know, are you do you love what you do? Mm. So so if you love what you do, congratulations. Brilliant. Yeah, that is for me. That's the ultimate thing. So winning in work means loving what you do, even on the bad days. So even on the bad days you go, because not every day is a good day. Mm -hmm. Today's been a really bad day, but, I'm, but I know why I'm here and I know why I'm doing it. And I think that represents winning at work. That makes you happy, you know, that it, and, it, and it gives you energy, doesn't suck energy. And that might not be possible every single day. And we all have days, it's like a relationship. You always, you know, a friend, you have, mm. you know, not great moments, but generally overridingly it's positive. That's what winning at work means to me. And I think, again, that thing of like, does it light you up? Does it, is there a just cause behind it that you can get? But I think there needs to be a cause. There needs to be something greater than ourselves that we, we know why we're doing it. Mm -hmm. I think if we are, feel like we're progressing or growing, it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be mean promotion. It just means that we're progressing, we're moving forward, we're learning, we're growing, that there is, you know, a sense of achievement in, or, and recognition from our peers all of those are the, I think, key ingredients and, and the ability to master something, to, to, yeah. to being given enough room and autonomy to, to master a task or a skill. And I think if we have those ingredients as a very brief checklist, then that's a great way to get towards, you know, winning at work. And if not, why not? Or how can I get more of that? And, but yeah, loving what you do. Thank and you. Who, and who you do it for. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Honestly, Mark, thank you so much. 
it's lovely to have you on this. Um, the podcast probably would not have got off the ground as quick as it had without Mark and his help um, because he does run a fantastic podcast himself. But I will leave Mark to give us a little bit more information about how you can find him and hear from him in everything that he does. Well, I will do that. But before I do that, I want to thank you, Nikki, um, because you inspire me. You, you were one of the first people, when I started my coaching journey, one of the first people I met that were really, uh, and I still remember the table we were sat at at that, I, I can't remember the name of the hotel, but it was in, near Crew, wasn't yeah. it? And everyone was talking about, you know, what they were going to do and what it was going to be and what needs and you were doing it. You were like, hey, I'm just starting. It's amazing to be sitting here with you because you know, you act on it and you're a doer and you're... You create something positive in the universe, and I love that. So thank you for inspiring me and showing me that it's possible. So my contact details, Smash the Box is the name of my thing. Yeah. It's a, Smash the Box is a personal development business, as you have probably might have guessed by now. It's coaching, it's workshops, it's talks. There's a business side where I go in and coach and run workshops for teams. Yeah. Teams that need to reignite that spark or, you know, reconnect with the, their purpose or, ne- or looking for a bit of fresh motivation, inspiration, coaching. I also run workshops for the public, so for people who are looking to find purpose. Yeah. Um, and and that has, what started off as finding your purpose, which was a workshop I used to run, has now become a much bigger thing with some of these fun, you know, mm. fun activities like fire walking and board breaking and is a full sort of immersion of empowerment and personal development, but really sort of seven steps effectively. Mm. That um, And you can find me on... All the usual channels, LinkedIn and Facebook are probably good places. If yep. you type Mark Pitcher, smash the box, you'll find me. There's some stuff on YouTube. There's a ton of free content out there. There's a website, which is smashthebox.me. Yep. And it's mark at smashthebox.me. Fantastic. Thank you, Mark. I'm also just going to mention Facebook every morning and I am always online (laughs) unless I'm doing my own but Mark is on he's live every single morning on Facebook and you have thousands of people tuning into you every morning and it's beautiful to see and everyone's writing comments and everyone's loving it and it's just a really amazing hit in the morning of inspiration motivation and happiness and it just sets you up in the right way for the rest of the day so if you add mark on facebook and watch his videos every morning because you are in great company everyone is there and they are you know really cheering everybody on in the mornings it's brilliant you're very kind every weekday morning every weekday morning weekday morning Again, it's just my little positive dent in the universe. Yeah. It's fantastic. But thank you so much. And uh, thank you all for listening. And this is Winning in Work. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, subscribe to the Winning in Work podcast and leave us a review. Also, join us on Twitter at Winning in Work, where we share all our upcoming guests, live events, and career workshops. Winning in Work is a podcast that's turning the rat race into a work happy place. This episode has been produced by Podcast Syndicator. To find out more about Podcast Syndicator, go to www.podcastsyndicator.com.